You are now listening to another Nick and 30 exclusive powered by Venture Season Network. Nick's Tape, we here. Tape, what it is, what it do. It's your guy, Dope the Phenom, aka Trippy OG, whichever you prefer. Y'all know my slogan, y'all know my name, and y'all know what time it is, man. It's nicking 30 time, dog. Yes, sir. And as y'all all know, we are on a three game winning streak. Three game winning streak tonight at 8 o'clock, NBA TV, MSG Networks. We will be going against the Memphis Grizzlies. So I hope y'all ready for it. I really do hope y'all ready for it because it's going to go down. It's going to be exclusive. It's going to be super, super lit, man. And all I can say is I hope y'all ready and gear up because it's going to be one for the record books. But, but what I must say is, boy. Prayers up to Cam Reddish. He is out for the rest of the season. He is out for the rest of the season. And trust me, that joint definitely pissed me off, man. Like, he was just doing so good. He was starting to get into rotations. He was looking great, but he had, like, a freak accident. Like, he went to go. For those that didn't see, he was playing Sacramento. He went up for a block just to make sure that the basket didn't get in. When he went up for the block, it looked like uh, whoever was on the Sacramento Kings at that time low-bridged him. He went to go try to catch himself, landed on his shoulder, shoulder separation, out for the rest of the season. But uh, when it comes to recovery time, it will only be, what, six weeks? So he will be available for full workouts during the summer. So that's a plus. That's always a benefit. That's a plus. But a lot of people now, they want to talk about the injury-prone him. I'm like, man, throw that out the water. Don't even think about that because that's nothing to worry about. He was injury prone when it comes to, you know, being on Atlanta. When he came over here, he he, he didn't really deal with no injuries like that. When we acquired him, he already had an ankle injury. So we knew about that. But when I'm only bringing up injuries just for the fact of, as y'all all know, we got to really extend a lot of people this summer. Uh, we have to figure out what we're doing with Mitch. We have to figure out if we're going to give RJ the bag this summer or wait until next year. And the same thing goes with Cam. We could do it this summer, midseason, and uh, at the end of next year. That goes for RJ and Cam. So, you know, and of course, shout outs to my guy, NY Nick's Tape on Instagram, man. That's my guy. He definitely came up with the numbers that I saw. And when I saw him, I was like, okay, you must be using the $60 million that was left on the table. So when we both came up with the numbers on our own perspectives, he had a certain like format. I had a certain format, but it was definitely exclusive. Like it made sense. Like with the 60 million, you can go ahead and say that with Mitch Bong, you give him four years. I believe it was four years, 50, I think like 52 or 53 million. And that would equal into him getting about. I think like 14 million a year, right? Then I had Cam for three years, 39 million, and he would be making 13 million a year. And then we had it to where it was four years for RJ, 108 million, and he would be getting 27 million a year. 
that would leave us with six million dollars left on the table. Now, if you want to go all in and you don't feel like, you know, anybody else is worth giving extra money to, you can give more money to Mitch. You can give more money to Cam. But with me personally, if we could sit here and say, oh, I'll toss the bag. I'll toss the bag so I can sit here and get Mitch. Why would you not do the same thing for Cam when Cam has a better upside than than uh, than Mitchell Robinson? Now, that's no shade to Mitchell Robinson. But at the end of the day, you have to think about it. Mitchell Robinson has been injury prone, too, if you want to put them in the same category. Mitchell Robinson has legitimately gave you probably if you add this year and all his years together, his four year uh, stunt with us. He's really only played like one and three fourths of four years with him being injury out and all that. So you have to take that into consideration. You can't sit here and say you're going to toss him a bag, but then you're not going to sit here and at least wait till midseason before you decide on what you want to do with Cam Reddish. Like I said, I'm being realistic here. I'm not saying give Cam Reddish the extension right out the gate, even into the summer. No. You wait till midseason to give Cam his extension. The one thing I definitely say is you give Mitch his bread, go ahead and lock him in, because obviously once we get that point guard in the offseason, we're going to look good, man. Mitch is already looking good when RJ's running and facilitating the offense. He makes sure he looks out for Mitch so he can go ahead and do what he has to do. So there's really no no problem with that. Now, I mean, but at the end of the day, you have to really think about all of this and put it all into one. You give Mitch his bread. Once you give Mitch his bread, you instantly, instantly extend RJ. You don't wait on it. You don't give him another year. You give him that bread instantly. You lock him up. Show him that, yes, bro, you are a part of this franchise. We want you here. You are now the face. Yes, he'll be taking a little bit less than Randall with the 117. But, you know, we don't know how that's going to play out with Randall. With me personally, I feel like realistically Randall's not going anywhere, but he will take a back seat. And that's not a problem. That's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you take a back seat and understand that RJ is the focal point and everything is going to go through RJ, and all you got to do is just be a 2010 self, just like how he's been doing these past couple of games. Because if you want to be real with it, Randall has definitely pulled back his game to where he's letting RJ get off. Now, how we had the same typical Randall we had since the beginning of the year, RJ would not be getting off the way he's getting off. He would still be stuck in the corners and all that extra crap. But, you know, we don't have to really drag it too far when it comes to that. All I'm saying is you sign Mitch, you give him the you give him the four year. Oh, it was four years. Yeah. You give him the four years. You give him the uh, make sure the four years is, uh, you know, 14, 14 million. I'm not giving him the 15, but you could get 14 million. You get what I'm saying? Get the 14 million, four years, 53, 54 million, uh, 54, uh, 53, 54 million contract. There's no reason you don't take that. You get what I'm saying? Then with RJ, you give him the bag. Boom. Let, let, let him know. Like, I right, bet you here. You here to stay. We cool with you. That's all good. But getting off of that topic, right? Because those three guys need to get their bread. You know what I'm saying? Even with Mitch, like he complains a lot. He does a lot of dumb stuff. But at the end of the day, he is producing. He is a man amongst boys when it comes to certain situations. You just got to get him involved in the offense. So that way he don't feel like he just running cardio. So I'm not I'm not really mad about that. Like I understand his frustrations. So by all means, lock him up. Let him get here. Now, as you all know, like I said before, going into the offseason, 
the way we've been seeing the tandem of Mitch and Sims, you got to find a way to get Noel out of here. Noel has to be out the door, out the door, free up space that way. Boom. As you know, with Kimber Walker, yo, Bronx all day, but bro, you got to go. You can't be on this team because you're not fitting the bill. So he's the only person I feel like if anything, let's hopefully if you can get him off even for a second round pick, like just get him off. Like, don't even kill your brain about it. But now here's the crazy part. And I didn't think about this until now. John Wall stated that he would not mind a reunion with Bradley Bill. But with Bradley Bill hinting at he wants to pair up with James Harden and um, Joel Embiid in Philly. What do we do if we want to? We could literally package off Evan Burks. Um, maybe uh, maybe one first round pick, not our current one we about to get, but maybe a future first round pick, uh, probably two seconds and maybe one young piece, maybe just one, just one young piece, package them off. Or you can even put Kemba Walker in the deal. You know what I'm saying? And go get John Wall. Now, like I said, this is me hypothetically speaking, but yo, it, it, yo, the boy can play. And and honestly, let's be real, y'all. Y'all rather go get Westbrook if if everything came short. Now, mind you, this is like Plan E. This is Plan E. Okay, this is the sell face. This is the fail safe switch. Plan E. I would definitely rather go get John Wall before I go get. Westbrook and it's not because Westbrook is a bad player don't paint that narrative anymore because that narrative kills me John Wall was just always the better player to me that that was just it that that was just always my opinion to it you know what I'm saying but like I said that's plan E that's something we don't have to really worry about and kill our brains about at the current moment now when you get past that part you have to figure out, okay, you're getting Noel out, you got to get Burks out, and you got to get Evan out. Like, all three of those guys got to get up out of here. They have to go. They have to go because they got to free up space for Sims, got to free up space for Cam, and you got to free up space for Grimes because I know for a fact Grimes is going to be starting next year. There's no doubt in my mind that that young man does not start. So you have all of that. Now, let's factor in us getting back into our bags with this game tonight. We have another matchup, and I'm assuming this is the last matchup between the Grizzlies and um, and us as the Knicks. Of course, we're all looking forward to RJ versus Ja. That's going to be an epic battle. Um, as we all know, again, and for those who don't know, Obi Toppin is now questionable, so he may be back today. That would be great because we need to see him back in action as well. Again, unfortunately, we won't have Cam, so we can't see any more of Cam until next season. Definitely, again, prayers up. And then with us play, like playing the way we're playing, we're, we're definitely streaking right now. If we can continue this, imagine you continue this, boom, you get the streak going on. Then uh, let's say you win this game and we play another game. I think we got another game on Sunday. Boom, play Sunday, win that game. Then the next week after that, boom, Quentin Grimes comes back. Like there's a lot of things that come into this. Like, yo, we could really make a push for this. So then it falls back into everybody's like, is it tank or playing at this point? You have to appease R.J. Barrett. If R.J. Barrett is your franchise player, R.J. Barrett got a taste. Matter of fact, let me, let me go back from the beginning. R.J. Barrett came into the NBA never losing like that. His first time really losing was, in, uh, was really in college, you know, when he really didn't make it to the, to, the, you know, to the title game with the legendary Duke team that he had with him, Cam, and Zion, right? Even Jones. Like, let's not forget about Jones. Then he comes to the Knicks. 
First season, he loses. Second season. Yeah, matter of fact, yeah, first season, he loses. Doesn't like it. Second season, he loses again. Nope. No, first season, he loses. Let me get that right. Second season, he actually, boom, he actually goes to the playoffs. He gets a taste of it. Fourth in the East. Like, he understands he's back to winning. But he hasn't fully understood his game when it came to the NBA standpoint. Now we're in year three. He's going in, showing that he's he's here, ready to ball. Yeah, it may took a while, but, you know, us as a Nick team, we went through a lot. Safety protocols, people getting hurt, people getting sick left and right. You know, starting five, not meshing well, defense collapsing. It was just too much of a horror story. But ever since January, RJ has been going off and he has yet to defer from going off. Like, this is the longest, no, not longest streak, but this is definitely showing you that this man is here and it's not a fluke. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, with him taking accountability for everything that he does wrong and trying to get better and preaching that he wants to win, you don't sit there and tank. You, you, that just doesn't make sense. You still have to make these players happy, especially if you want a guy that wants to win, that wants to be a Nick, that wants to be here. If he's telling you, I want to win, you have no choice but to go behind that and get some wins for this man. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I'm mainly on the point of like, all right, cool. I understand not to tank. And I understand why some people feel, especially mathematically, maybe we should tank. But, bro, how many times have we done that? And we haven't even got top five. We we got like what? The, I think the highest we got, and this is not including RJ or Porzingis. The highest we get is normally like the eighth pick. We can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. This draft is beautiful. So us getting in the top ten, even top fifteen, is perfect. But it's like why go through all that, lose all those games just to maybe get a top four pick that you don't even know that's going to really come. You know what I'm saying? So I would rather, this is my opinion now, I would rather just shoot for the plan. We're already streaking. We're already doing what we need to do. And it's not like we're winning these games off of the vets. We're really winning these games based off the kids' performance. And then, you know, your $117 million guy finally being the $117 million guy. So let's let's just really talk about it. Like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I didn't think that this was going to happen. At one point, it was like, damn, I think I might just give up on the season. But as you can see, man, we still fighting. We still going in. And as y'all all know, last year, we did the same thing. I think out of like the last, it might have been like 12, 13 games. I think 16 most. We had went on that nine-game winning streak last year. You know what I'm saying? Locked in the fourth spot for the playoffs. Because, you know, some people lost. You know what I'm saying? We got the wins we needed. But in this time, it's like, why we can't do it again? It's it's no point not to do it again. But another reason why we are on this three, uh, you know, three win win streak is for the fact of look, <laughs> look at Deuce, man. The backcourt of Deuce and IQ has been stupendous. I'm talking about outscoring teams, defense on point. And then on top of that, because Deuce is in there. And even if you were to plug Rhymes in there and even Cam, when you plug in these guys, even when Obi was still playing, the fact that you were able to get IQ to get his confidence back now, especially from what I've seen with him and Deuce on the floor. Yo, we basically went from having one player that you had to worry about, like, dang, our, um, Randall, you not performing. Then RJ stepped up. Now you got Randall and RJ doing what they got to do. Now you got IQ adding to the mix, giving you almost 20 points per game if you want to. But he's averaging, 
his last couple of games, he's averaging like 16.8 or 4.5, something like that. So think about that. We went from having one legitimate person that could really get it. Now we got three. Like, that's a beautiful sight. That is a very, very beautiful sight. And you have to commend Deuce on that. Like, a lot of things that Deuce does doesn't come up on paper because you actually have to watch the game. His defensive presence, the way he picks up from 95 feet, the way he can get around screens, the way he 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 doesn't defer from the challenge. You get what I'm saying? A guy that's not fiending to look for a shot but just be involved and get the team going. And, and I like the fact that he's like that because there's points in times he does so much that the team literally is giving him the ball and looking at him like, bro, shoot the ball, do something like, yo, you killing on the defensive end, get your burn too, you feel me? So that's just a beautiful sight. You can't, you can't sit there and not love what you see. If you don't, I don't know what the hell is going on with you, but you got to love what you see when it comes to the squad. It is super lit. These young boys is hungry and they ready to play. And that's why I'm more so like, yo, the vets got to go. Y'all in the way right now. Like, we could be a Memphis Grizzlies. We could be um, we could be another team like the Bucks, like the Warriors, growing from in-house. You know what I'm saying? Really didn't have to go sign too many free agents. Like, didn't have to sit there and trade the house for a person. Like, we can do it. We have the talent. It's just about utilizing the talent. And with Tom Thibodeau as our coach, Yes, he's hard-headed, but at the same time, if you take away his tools of these vets, you have no he's going to have no choice to play with what he has. And we all seen it. And this is just my opinion. This is just me. If you look at how certain people are playing, Tom has been there. You can't really say he doesn't play young guys because IQ played under him. Obi played under him. RJ played under him. Mitch played under him. Those four alone have elevated to a point where it's like bro we're fiending for them to get burned because we seen the potential right who were they under when did we really seen them tap in and do what they had to do tom thibodeau so i get that he has his ways and he's still in his 90s basketball sometimes i be thinking he's still in the 80s sometimes with it but he still is a good coach you know what i'm saying he just has to understand that you need to go to the front office you need to tell him, yo, look, I need a, a offensive something over here. Or go get me Mike Woodson back. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he has to do something on that fathom. But also, the front office and Tom has to come to some kind of uh, some kind of rapport together. Now, I believe they did so, but at the same time, they are watching us on Twitter. They are watching us on Instagram. They are watching us on the Bleacher Report. So they're trolling us in some some aspects when they give us little teasers of certain players coming in or getting certain minutes. So we have to be mindful, but not always. We have to be mindful not to get in our bags. And this is just one thing I wanted to touch on. Like all that, when a player does bad, you want to start coming at their families and children. That has to stop. They don't play ball. The player does. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, th- that that's beyond the point. That is crazy. That is like OD horrendous and ridiculous. You That has to stop. That truly has to stop. But in the same token, just like I always stated, you just got to you just got to bear with him. I feel like if you take away certain keys from Tom, he will play these guys the way he needs to play them and it will be beautiful. That's all I'm saying. It will definitely be beautiful, and they will definitely do what they need to do. Tom, I feel like Tom can get the best out of these guys. And on top of that, 
you don't want to get rid of Tom that fast because, bro, how many more head coaches are we going to go? We all know when it comes to head coaches on the Knicks, you basically get what? You basically get two years. We get a new head coach that be out the door. That has to stop at this point. That really has to stop. If you want longevity, if you want to show that you're team oriented, if you want to show that you have consistency, if you want to show that you have commitment to certain things, even if they go good or go bad, you can't just give up that quick. And I, it took me a while to understand that because I, I felt the same way about Randall. Like, yo, Randall could get the hell out of here. But then I'm like, how do you do that? He did get us to the playoffs last year, fourth. You know what I'm saying? Fourth in the East. He did what he had to do. Regardless if it was contract year or not, he did what he had to do. Yeah, he fell off. Yeah, he fell off for the almost three-fourths of this season. But he's picking back up his game. He's getting back into it. And on top of that, he's starting to understand that he doesn't have to do all of this crap anymore. You get what I'm saying? He doesn't have to bring the ball up half the time. He doesn't have to do majority of these ISOs, even though he gets in his bag here and there and kind of pisses me off. But I think we all get pissed off by that. But you can't you can't really get too mad about it, man. Like he he's doing what he has to do. He's deferring. He's understanding that the focal point is through RJ. And it's even point in times to where he'll he'll understand that he's missing now and not trying to force it anymore. Like he'll go three oh or four or five or one and four, one and five instantly. I RJ get in your back. Go off. It's your time. Boom. RJ come out the game. It's just Randall with a certain uh certain batch of players with him. All right, now Randall starts stepping up. Like, all right, let me do what I gotta do. Let me start driving to the paint. Let me start worrying about this shot. And if you notice about Randall's game, he's not really shooting as many threes as he used to anymore. He's starting to understand, attack the rim, and get into that mid-range bag. His mid-range bag is actually good. Any anywhere from uh mid-block to the free throw line is actually up to par like he has a mid-range game and he's utilizing it good um bullying people but he gotta chill out like his whole mental space this year he gotta chill out but the main thing randall has to work on it especially if you want to stay on his team you can't keep going off on a road and then you can't go off in your own team's house like you have to sit down relax and understand that this is new york city and we don't care if you jordan if you're playing horrible we're going to violate. We don't care about none of that. We pay good money for these seats. We pay good money for our cable bills. You pay good money for this Wi-Fi to sit here and watch y'all play night in and night out. Bro, you better ball out. No, I don't want to hear none of that. Oh, everybody's coming at me and da 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 Even though he ain't saying all that, but all that thumbs down, shut the fuck. Who you talking to, bro? Who you talking to? Because if you didn't come over here and we didn't believe in you, you wouldn't have got that bag you got. So I need you to just chill out a little bit, understand what's going on, understand that when next season come and the seasons two come after that, you are no longer the focal point. You will be the second or third option now on this team. This is now R.J. Barrett's team. But at the end of the day, I think you understand that, especially when the Batman movie came out. The trailer was Batman. Bro, I would have thought Randall was Batman because we all thought Randall was Batman and RJ was was Robin. Obviously, that ain't it. New York and the media itself is like Batman is RJ. Now, on top of that, having RJ as your number one guy will bring people over here. People would people would want to play with RJ knowing that this is RJ's team. People don't want to come to New York if Julius is acting the way he's acting. And then on top of that, you have to be like, OK, this is Julius's team. Yeah, we're not rocking with that. We're not rocking with that. It just don't make sense. So with me, I feel like it could go two ways. You can sit here and get Randall out the door 
or Randall can understand that he needs to take a back seat and just be the same player he is. What you going to say? You going to complain about money? We already paid you, bro. You already got your money. So the least you could do is fall back, fall back, take a second and third option, scoring, scoring wise and be, just be the player you are. But just understand that you are not the face of this organization no more. When I say the face, meaning the head honcho, you can be a face, but you're not the face. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. We watch so all of these teams that had big threes, big fours at one point. People had to sit down and understand certain roles. And I think that's the problem with this team right now. Our problem is we're not establishing roles. We're not establishing who's this, who's that. So that's where the confliction comes from. You have a lot of people trying to play hero ball. You have a lot of people trying to play ISO. You have a lot of people uh, that that don't even deserve minutes in some case. But you know how they go with politics and, and money-wise. You know, they got to play certain minutes because of the money they get. But that's just that. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I know is things need to shapen up. Things need to get better. But in that case, we're going to take a quick little break and definitely get a word from my sponsors. I'll be right back, folks. I'm glad y'all enjoyed that break, man. Just so you know, go to anchor.fm. You already know, man. Get in tune. Get started. Get your podcast lit today because they help us keep the power on over here on the Venture Season Network. Make sure y'all go to the VentureSeasonNetwork.com again. VentureSeasonNetwork.com. Check out everything we have to offer. And yo, I don't know if y'all know, but new exclusive show. Yes, exclusive. You got to go to the website in order to watch it, even preview it, even get a listen to it. And it's what? When the homies talk, featuring myself, my guy Kev Easy, host of Steelers for Seven podcast. Shout outs to him. And my guy Tazino, but you know, we call him Taz Sounds. Know what I mean? One of the three, because you know, myself and Kev Easy, but also the head honcho of the Venture Season podcast so make sure y'all get in tune VentureSeasonNetwork.com. look out for that exclusive the first episode drops this weekend i hope y'all ready for it but let's get back into it enough of the segments all the ads y'all know how we do y'all know how we do but look besides everything that i talked about earlier let's give a little breakdown of today's game today's game is going to be epic the one thing that I seen on Twitter today was who's going to guard John Morant. I seen a picture of R.J. Barrett and Miles McBride, a.k.a. Deuce. And I was like, both of them, because I've seen what R.J. can do all year. He's been guarding the best player all year. So I already know he can handle the job. I already see R.J. and Ja going at it normally when they both play against each other they normally give you a hell of a matchup so that's going to be a sight to see and this is going to be an overcoming challenge for him because not only is Ja going off RJ has been going off as well but RJ needs this game way more (laughs) than Ja needs the game you get what I'm saying but also when you look at Deuce Deuce has shown that he is profound he is an elite level defender like he can do this he can sit here and really guard a guy 95 feet out like I explained earlier but really give you like yo I'm on your heels I'm on your ass bro like where you going lock up clink clink so I'm looking forward to that when they do do switches because with Deuce being there will also help out where RJ can get free to get open and do what he wants to do 
and also uh, for IQ, you know, it takes it takes a little bit of toll off of those guys to where they can rest up a little bit to where they can go guard somebody else that they know they're probably not going to sit there and do too much and also not, you know, attack, attack all day. And they really don't have to worry about covering as hard as they would have to cover like a jaw or um, a Jackson Jr. or Dylan Brooks. I don't I can't really recall Dylan Brooks is playing right now or like a Desmond Bain, you know, like. Things of that nature. So when you have a guy like Grimes, uh, like I said, prayers up to Cam when he was playing, but prayers up to Cam. He's going to get better again. He will. He will be participating in full summer workout. So don't worry about that, folks. He will be back next year. and He's going to gum killing. But, you know, with guys like I said, with Deuce, Cam, uh, Grimes, like these these guys are elite defenders. You throw RJ in there, you throw Mitch in there like these, these guys can defend. They can definitely do what it does and I'm not really mad at it like I, I really say you know they'll switch up it'll be both of them and it's going to be a sight to see um one thing I'm looking to see is who's going to really contain Jackson Jr. from the last matchup it was like Jackson and Ja were able to get whatever they wanted but especially Jackson so if it has to be Mitch or it has to be Randall we need to lock him up we need to get on point all of those unnecessary boards he be getting open threes like nah we got to tighten up on that um another person i'm looking at of course is always dylan brooks i don't know if he's playing but i'm always looking at dylan brooks i'm always looking at um desmond bain like those guys are are top-notch shooters you know what i'm saying uh with dylan brooks he is an elite defender as well i don't i don't know why people say he's not but he actually is an elite defender so you have to watch out for those matchups so my key matchups or not key matchups, my key players to really do what they have to do of course you're going to always say rj barrett due to the fact that we you know he's on the rise right now he's on the incline going in doing what he has to do to be in that all-star caliber player and then turning into the superstar that we see him to be in the future but i'm really looking at iq to do what he has to do um obi Toppin was listed as questionable so if he does get to play i'm looking at what he brings to the table um, I'm hoping to see, you know, some some good quality minutes from Sims. Obviously, I see that being that we were in foul trouble early out. I need Mitch and Sims to calm it down a little bit and, you know, just manage their, their you know, their foul trouble. They need to do a little bit better on that. So hopefully that can happen. So you have that aspect. And then um, just overall, just battle it out. It's like. This is a this is a game that a lot of people don't expect us to win. I don't even expect myself to win it. Um, but give me one moment, folks. Give me one moment. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear the motorcycle? He doing his thing. Yeah, we outside doing the podcast today. But back to what I was saying. You know, had to let that noise go by. Sorry, it's a beautiful day out here in uh, the good old Greenville, North Carolina. It's a good good day. But like I said, um, of course you want to see RJ go off, but I'm I'm liking this this little trio of IQ, RJ, and Julius Randle. Like these three boys have been electrifying. You got RJ getting closer and closer to almost averaging 20 points per game. These last couple of games, IQ's been averaging. I want to say, like I said before earlier, 16.8 to five points per game. And you got Randall, he's doing his thing. I think he's averaging about these last couple games, I think about like 20, I think I'm going to say like 29 or something like that. 28, 29, that's what it, what it had projected as. But 
I'm not really worried about that. He's still being his 2010 self, but as I said earlier, he's deferring more to these guys and letting it be able to where we can create more opportunities. Uh, we seem to where he's pushing the transition, trying to run the ball now, even if he is catching it. And, you know, of course, we don't like him bringing the ball up, but what can we say at this point? He's doing what needs to be done in good fashions. I can take the fact that he turns over the ball, but he's turning over at a lower clip. So that's a good thing. I just like the progression of those three together, like how they're playing and how they're really showing out. So that's a big, big plus. Um, other than that, I really, really need, if we're going to play these bulk minutes and we're really shooting for this playing, Evan and Burks, well, not Burks, because Burks, you gave me 15 and 11 the other night. So I can't really get mad at that. Like 11 boards, psh, can't get mad at that. But Evan, you got to give me way more than just being a hot shooter, bro. Like, if you're not going to be a hot shooter, set a good screen, you know, uh, run around in, in on the court so you can open up different lanes for people you know don't got to be stagnant on the wing uh this two-man game with you and randall simmer that down a little bit like i don't got to keep doing that for almost two and a half quarters that's annoying it gets us nowhere half the time and we're killing mad time on the clock stop that the only way you do that is if you see the matchup but you have to sit there and you have to get the player that has the correct matchup the ball faster than what i think i do y'all be waiting and delaying too much as of our guards, as of a whole, we need to start looking up the court. It's so many transition backs we're missing. And that's where you see that, you know, Obi Toppin is missed because we're always looking for Obi on a transition basket, but everybody else, we overlook them. Nobody has their head up. Dribbling ball down or lally gagging just to get up the court. It's like, come on, man, we got to do better than that, folks. We're playing against the Grizzlies. These guys are damn near like number two in the East. Number two, I was about to say the East. These guys are damn near like number two in the West right now. Who would have thought that would happen? But look at their team. They are a young team. The oldest guy on that team might just be Steven Adams. So we could be the same way. We just got to go ahead and utilize the tools that we have. Like if you look at Randall, boom. No, there's no really power forward that's messing with him on the Grizzlies. So there should be no reason why we can't get through that. Of course, when you look at Ja, you got Ja and RJ. So that matchup is going to always be set in stone, even out. Boom. One minute it might be Ja night. Next minute it might be RJ night. Like that's always a neck and neck battle. When it comes to IQ, IQ can give Desmond Bain a run for his money all day, every day. You just got to get him flowing. You know what I mean? So it's it's. It's really, like I said, we have a balanced out team, but with this game, this is one of those games to where, sadly, whoever's not feeling Randall right now, that's it. That's still including, that's still including, including me. I'm sorry. That's still including me because just because he's playing great doesn't mean that I'm still all on board for Randall still remaining here. Like there's a lot of obligations that I feel he has to fulfill in order to stay here. And he has to understand certain terms and conditions. But other than that, I'm not going to say that he's a bad player. Like, bro, there's nobody on that wizard. I mean, Wizards. There's nobody on that Grizzlies team that can really, can really hold Randall. So Randall has to, like I said, people may not want to hear it, but Randall is going to have to be the focal point in some points of this game just so we can keep high intensity. That way we can have people double up on him to free up open shooters the same way they do uh, RJ, the same way they do IQ. If you have three different players going crazy and you got to keep doubling all three of them, there's bound to be somebody open. There's bound to be open lanes. Like, 
And a, the key thing, the key thing, besides the free throws and turnovers, like we all know, that is the same thing we always preach about. We always preach about, yo, they got to hit these free throws. Had they hit this many free throws, had they cut down on these turnovers? Well, I'm over that fact. We're going to just get straight to the point. We need to get the ball movement. This stagnant half-court offense does not work for us. It doesn't work because we don't have the type of guys that can legitimately create their own shots half the time. The one guy that we did have, he went down, and we won't see him until next season. So we don't have multiple guys that can create their own shot. I mean, yes, RJ is good on driving, but if the guy doesn't set a great screen, and then hopefully the lane clears up or he finds a little opening wiggle room to get through to the lane, it's not really a good setup. With Randall, he's going to force his way in half the time. He's going to do his overly outlandish spin move where he doesn't have to do that. He can semi bring it back a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Forcing it, being a little bit faster than what he needs to be. And a lot of people don't understand that, but Randall and Obi, they both do that. They play a little bit too fast. They need to slow it down. But there's a lot of key factors in how we can win this game. We've we've been winning in high key fashions. All the games that we probably lost and we could have had a way better record. We've been up by double digit points. And just like R.J. Barrett stated, we just haven't been closing out the games. Now we're starting to put the pieces together. Now, all of us as fans, we're pissed because it's like, bro, we could have been doing this. We could have been playing the kids. We could have been had these situations. We could have kept these games. We could have won these games. But at the end of the day, that's the past. We got to worry about now. So right now is we're, we're not even that far. We're not even that far from uh, a playing game. I believe every other team lost that same night that we played Dallas. All the other teams that was in front of us lost, meaning the Wizards lost, the Hornets lost, Atlanta lost. So the fact that we won, that puts us up. I believe we're three and a half games back, but it might be three solid. I don't know, but we're right there. We can literally we literally can go on another nine game winning streak like we did last year and we'll literally be in a spot right now. You know, but we can even go more for that. It's, it's, it's so many different opportunities, but you have to stay focused. You have to stay locked in that third quarter of doom. It's uh, it's it's been up and down like one minute where we lose a lead and go crazy and the next minute we bounce back and get it right. The Dallas game looks like we understood that. We started bouncing back. It was a 27 point lead and got cut down to 14. Then we ended up uh, bouncing back and then blowing them out, beat them by 30. So I guess you could say it's sure dumb luck when it comes to certain situations, but at the end of the day, we executed and we got the job done. So we could do it like that, even if things were on our side with team, when, with uh, your opposing team missing uh, a bunch of shots. At the end of the day, you still did what you had to do. You didn't take your foot off the gas and you kept like saying like, bro, we got to get this win. Every win count. It just sucks that when you think about it and you look at our Knicks team, it's really you have to put our backs against the wall in order for us as players and organization and even sometimes the front office just to do what they have to do, which you could have been doing since day one. You get what I'm saying? Too much relaxing, too much like, OK, we get them next time. Take it game by game. No, man, you got to treat every NBA game just like how you did when you was in high school, college, trying to get to the A. You got to treat it like everything count. A lot of people sit there and then be like, you know, it's a long season. I don't care if it's a long season. As a player yourself, you have to understand every game, treat it like it's the NBA Finals. Go out there, give it your all, and get that W. 
Because if this was college route, a lot of teams would have been bumped out. A lot of teams would have probably never got no championships, man. So you got to think about it. When you get down to these seven-game series, especially if we try to fight in and we already had a bad experience with a playoff series last year, we got to really learn from that. You got to understand these teams are going to learn you. And even throughout an 82-game season, you play teams multiple times. Sometimes you only play certain teams twice. But guys have film on you. Guys can study you. Guys can see your habits. Like, you have to elevate your game and you have to continuously get better and better and better and better in order to achieve the ultimate goal. And that's that NBA title, man. Regardless of what city you in, what team you on, we you just have to get busy. So with us as the New York Knicks, if you want to really keep succeeding, we are doing the right things. We are playing Tom Thibodeau style of defense, but we have to consistently keep the ball moving. If you don't, in order to have Tom Thibodeau's system work, you have to play great defense, but on offense because he's not an offensive-minded coach. If you keep the ball moving freely, and this is why I always say read between the lines, man. Tom has been preaching that for a while. That's why he gets on my nerves, but then he don't get on my nerves because he has been preaching that for a while. But it's like, I don't understand how the team is not picking it up. But then in some cases, I look at Tom like, bro, you're the coach. Beat it in their heads, bro. Like, force them to do that. At the end of the day, you are the coach, right? Make them pass the ball. All that isolation, don't do that. All that stagnant half-court play, don't do that. If you let, if you see that one of your young guys want to run in transition, let them run. Let them go. Let them set it up. Like, you have to, there has to be a common ground. So, it looks like there's been a common ground recently. Like I said, we're streaking right now. We're on three games straight. Hopefully tonight at 8 o'clock when we play the Memphis Grizzlies, NBA TV or MSG Networks, whichever one you have or however you watch the game, hopefully we could turn it into four. But in order to get there, we have to execute. We have to execute on every drop of the line because these Grizzly team is not coming to play around. They're not coming to, oh, we're going to half-ass it. No, they're going to come out here and try to take our souls. And that's not going down. Like, I'm not getting burnt by no John Morant, bro. I love Ja to death, but ain't no John Morant about to drop 52, 51, 50, anything on us. That's a dub. So that better not happen. He could do like Luka did, you know, probably get like a quiet 30. That don't matter. But like I said, with this Grizzlies team, they're not the same as Dallas, man. They're not the same. They built different. They're young kids, and they ready to do what it do. But as of Randall, because it's the last thing when it comes to Randall, Julius Randall, all that hothead shit, all that you want to push players, all that you want to get in players' face, tonight is not the night for that bull. Tonight is not the night. I do not want to see none of that. I don't even think your fans, your family, nobody wants to see that, bro. Stay in your game. Stay out of your head and ball out. Focus. If you want to take your anger out, take your anger out and get buckets, bro. Get buckets. You, you're a big man, bro. Learn how to drop that shoulder how most people do. Learn how to get the cross white like how you've been doing, man. Learn how to... Learn how to maneuver your body and learn how to sell files if you got to. But all that fighting, messing, arguing, we not doing that. We trying to continue the streak and we trying to keep building that confidence to get us into the playing. Because obviously the organization, the front office, the, the your coaching staff, your developmental people, medical staff, you as players, y'all want this so badly, right? So there's key things that you need to do. To make sure that that doesn't happen. Same thing goes for RJ. RJ has to sit here 
and he has to not get in his Kobe bag sometimes. Sometimes he gets overzealous and then he wants to sit there and continuously attack, attack, attack when sometimes he doesn't have to do that. He can literally pass it out to that open guy. Sometimes, yes, I get you got the open shot, but if you're driving consistently, especially if you do it three times in a row and then you don't get any type of foul nor the bucket, that's three wasted possessions, however you look at it, where in some cases you could have probably passed it up to the open guy or you could have just passed it up and then just reset it. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens if you can move the ball and stop worrying about these half court sets. But I don't blame the half court sets on RJ particular. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I blame it on him. I'm just saying RJ just has that moment where he really goes in Mamba mode and forgets like, yo, bro, you could have passed that. That's that's all that really is with him. Um. Other than that, IQ's been doing great. You know, he's understanding he can be his attacking self. Um, He's understanding. He's even doing better on a playmaking aspect. There's certain plays to where um, he had to, like, basically reset or or get Randall fully into position, where in some cases the defender drop off. He's damn near, like, 30, 32 feet out. Normally, IQ would have pulled that. But he's not. He's taking his time. He's breaking down the defense. He's letting the game come to him. And when he's on a court, he's he's making the other team start to play at his pace. But when you talk about that, you also have to bring up Deuce because that's the best backcourt I've seen thus far. IQ and Deuce, when they're playing on the floor together, they, they look unstoppable. You have an elite. You basically have a promising young elite talent when it comes to scoring and then a promising young elite talent when it comes to defending. Like, Deuce is what we thought Frank Nilakina was going to be, plus more. You know what I'm saying? IQ is what we thought Tim Hardaway Jr. was going to be, plus more. So it's like there, there's so many good things that comes out of this, just playing young guys, giving them the time. And, and, you know, just at least giving them that mental space, like, look, we're losing, but we can turn it around and actually having the opportunity to do it. So, hey, it is what it is. We just have to sit there, buckle down, like I said, and really just, just get into it. My final score for tonight, I normally do them, but I don't even care for the score, man. As long as we get the win, I don't even care if it's by one point. Just get the win. Let's just keep going streaking because I like to see the young guys happy. I like to see our team blossoming. I like to see the fact that we still have some type of hunger. Yes, it might have been too late, but if the wheels can turn around and go forward, show we shall march. You feel me? And don't take my lines, folks. Don't take my lines all off the top of the head, but y'all can't get jiggy how I do it. You feel me? That's just that. But it's going to be a lit game. It's going to be a lit game. Again, it's at 8 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? The RJ versus Josh show continues. It's going to be a super lit game. I'm thinking RJ may drop. This is a game he may drop anywhere from 24 to 32 tops. Because normally when he goes at Ja, he's he's in a whole nother world. Like that's like his legitimately his arch rival and i love it like forget anybody else well not it not really ja and anthony edwards those are his two arch rivals i love it because when they go at it they go at it other than that folks man i hope y'all ready just like i said earlier new 
exclusive show coming out and you can only see it when you go to the website so make sure y'all get in tune with ventureseasonnetwork.com you can check out this podcast all the other podcasts we have to offer plus the exclusive show blogs even if you want to advertise with us man everything you need is on ventureseasonnetwork.com make sure y'all get familiar with the website because it's golden baby and it's only gonna keep going up from here to end this out though y'all know my name y'all know my slogan i don't even think i need to really say more than that but i say it for all the new viewers anyway this your guy dope the phenom aka trippy og whichever you prefer another fire episode i wish i could do a round of applause but i'm outside i'm enjoying this air but a nice round of applause for myself because in the words of uncle snoop i want to thank me for being me i want to love me because i love the fact that i'm me but nah that sound od conceited though other than that i see y'all next week make sure y'all before y'all head out of here make sure that y'all go on twitter and follow me at k n i c k and three zero follow me on twitter today i will follow back chat it up with me i'm always in spaces man with different people my boy cash my boy mo my guy philly smooth feel me it's a whole bunch of other people man make sure y'all get in tune on that make sure y'all also follow me on instagram that's at k n i c k n underscore Three zero. Follow me on IG, man. I'm always going live. You know what I mean? I'm always doing the uh, game day posts. Always got new updates for y'all. So make sure y'all stay in tune. Y'all get, y'all just, just be on point because it's Knicks all day. I got y'all covered. And, and that's all you really need to know, man. VentureSeasonNetwork.com. Get in tune. I'll see y'all next week. And now I'm officially out. Later, people. Bugging this coke to shock, make the feds hot. Two face when that lead pop. Face soft and I send the drop in the back of the trap. And the speakers not feature film up the regal stop. Crash market wait on me to flop. Mike Jack on my thriller bop. Moonwalk while you skip the rock. Hop step flame on any block. Crossfire while I spin your top. Slow mo got a diddy bop. No capping, I'm hunting for real. I wanted I get in my kill. A hundred to pray for the will. Cause Jesus not about to pill. Old roads and head. Red dot, no fear. One hit without a care. Reaper still death still. My nigga, we moving and loaded up. Get back into it. Slide framed up with bag improvements. Cash route, see the wide grooving and running and running. Big step and moving. See them gold bricks, go pack and move it. 2.5, get you back into it. All private, that straight shooting. You know, Pluto, sumo, kudos. Oh, black, get pop, no Bruno. Animated shots, no Fudo. You know, Pluto, sumo, kudos. Oh, black, get pop, no Bruno. Animated shots, no Fudo. You know, Pluto, Sumo, Pluto, or Black Kid Pop, no Bruno. Animated shots, no Fudo. You know, Pluto, Sumo, Pluto, or Black Kid Pop, no Bruno. Animated shots, no Fudo.